Ipsos poll shows that the approval of Joe Biden is down since March. Three points at only 39%. Let's see. Over the last several weeks, we've had President Trump go to D.C. to be deposed by Letitia James, the anti-Trump political hit person in this ridiculous, oh my goodness, the Trump organization, a a for-profit business was trying to make a profit. Of course, Alvin Bragg indicted for the first time in U.S. history without a crime, without a real felony, without an underlying crimes even being named, indicted President Trump on trumped-up charges of a whole bunch of misdemeanors being elevated to a felony because he used the dubious legal position that these misdemeanors were committed in an effort to commit another crime, which he has not named. Therefore, these are felonies. Despite all of this animus against President Trump, he is rising in the polls and Joe Biden is falling. But don't worry, he is going to announce his candidacy officially very soon. And Hillary Clinton says he'll win. And by the way, the voting machine company won an almost $800 million settlement from Fox News. Let's, I guess we're supposed to ignore the fact that the judge in the case had already said that uh, Fox News lied. Like, the judge already played the jury and said, yeah, they lied. As much as I detest Fox, what were they really to do? If you want my full reporting on the Fox News settlement with the voting machine company, if you want my full analysis of why Hillary Clinton is totally, totally sure that even though 39% Biden is going to beat Trump in the general election, watch my episode 321, which I put up at 5 o'clock this morning over at therealbcp.com, bcpextras.com, or over on Spotify or bcppodcast.com. Let's just say uh, it sure seems like the Democrats are planning on a three-peat. And I'm talking about what happened in 2020 and 2022. Though it might be a little more difficult this time around seeing that the virus 19 emergency has now ended. So with 39% of the, let let me give you the full information. Only 39% of Americans approve of Joe Biden down three points since March, a Reuters Ipsos poll revealed today, Wednesday. Biden's popularity declined after he assumed office in 2021 and bottomed out at 36% after the deadly Afghan withdrawal amid soaring inflation. It has reminded it has remained near that level since then. He is not expected to face serious competition for the nomination of his Democratic Party, but his approval levels remain low by historic, historical standards. Wow, if there's ever a chance for Bernie Sanders to maybe get that nomination, it would be now, right? Or I'm sorry, there's any way that Bernie Sanders needed to more have more money and wanted a second payday. 
he would throw his name in the hat and then get another payday when he starts to trounce Biden in the primaries and they pay him off yet again. I guess we're supposed to forget about the fact that we have a Kennedy running against Biden because the mainstream media won't cover that. You have a Kennedy running against Biden and it's going to get no coverage. The fact that I told you right now that there's a Kennedy running against Biden and some of you didn't even know that until you heard me say that right now is proof that they've already got this thing locked up for Joey, which is surprising. I honestly thought they would have replaced Joey by now and not even let him get this far. But I guess with uh, his VP being even or just as much, possibly even more disliked than Biden, what's a deep state to do? Hmm. So let's talk about what's happening on the other side of the aisle. We have, yesterday, DeSantis traveled from Florida to D.C. on Tuesday to, quote, meet behind closed doors with a select group of congressional Republicans, close quote. Why? Obviously, to gauge who's going to support him in his 2024 presidential candidacy. Now, I maintain that DeSantis is campaigning for president in 2024 and wants to dethrone Trump and be be the man. He's out there doing a book tour. He's got paid operatives out there with run, 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 run signs, run 2024 signs. He is stopping people from, He's not running for president, so when he comes, people come in his book signing with Trump and Trump gear and let's go Trump, they're getting kicked out. And now he's trying to see who's going to support him. Well, it's not going so well. Representative Lance Gooden of Texas is now the latest congressional Republican to endorse Donald Trump over Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in the 2024 presidential election. But here, here's why this one stings. Representative Lance Gooden met with Ron DeSantis, said he had a very positive meeting with Ron DeSantis, but still wants Trump. He tweeted out, Today, after careful consideration and a positive meeting with Governor DeSantis, I have decided to endorse President Donald Trump for 2024. I look forward to fighting alongside him to reclaim our country from the leftist forces trying to destroy it. And if you want to know uh, even more, This is what he said. I met with Governor DeSantis, and while he has done commendable work in Florida, there is no doubt in my mind that President Trump is the only leader who can save America from the leftist onslaught we are currently facing. President Trump is a tireless fighter, a champion of American jobs, a guardian of our economy, and a bulwark against the relentless invasion of our borders by illegal immigrants. He unyieldingly supported our military and veterans and bravely stood up to the dangerous social agenda propagated by the radical left. I wholeheartedly endorse President Donald J. Trump for the 2024 presidential election and vow to fight alongside him to reclaim our country from the leftist forces that threaten to destroy it. Together, we will ensure a prosperous and secure future for our great nation. See, in 2016, President Trump wasn't a known, he was a risk, right? He wasn't a known commodity. In 2020 and in 2024, we know what we get with President Trump. 
And in 2024, we have a stark contrast between how great everything was between 2017 and 2021 and how awful and hard everything has been from 2021 to 2025 when, because President Trump in winning 2024 would be, would be, uh, his inauguration would be January 20th, 2025. And of course he would hit the ground running. But we have here Representative Gooden, (laughs) I mean, breaking it down, we want Trump. He is a tireless fighter for Americans, not for the deep state, not for the elitist class, but for everyday Americans, our economy, our jobs, our border, our security. You know, it's just a small little pesky things that actual Americans like you, like me, like we, the people, actually care about. Someone commented, this is like going to prom and DJT walking off with your date. (laughs) Because once again, this was DeSantis in DC trying to uh, trying to court support and see who's going to support him. Although DeSantis has not launched a 2024 presidential bid, he has consistently pulled second behind Trump in a hypothetical Republican primary surveys. But he trails Trump by nearly 30 points, which actually isn't bad for a guy that's not running and a president that's very popular like President Trump. But some people are falling into the Trump fatigue that the deep state has been hammering him with. By the way, DeSantis, uh, let me give you let me give you the, the details of this meeting that DeSantis had. Uh, he per- participated in a meet and greet with GOP members of Congress at the Heritage Foundation. And it was sponsored by the organization and to the Republic. There was a lot of police presence there outside the building and then there were protesters there as well. DeSantis, who left Florida for D.C. with the state legislature in session, has reportedly been seeking endorsements for a potential 2024 presidential run. Tennessee Republican Representative Tim Burchett posted a or Burchett posted a photo on social media with DeSantis that was taken at the Heritage Foundation yesterday. He also posted a photo with Charles Schwab. Some of the Republican lawmakers who attended the meet and greet with DeSantis met for dinner at a steakhouse in the district afterward. Uh, Just the News, who is covering this, asked Florida GOP Representative Maria Salazar how the meeting with DeSantis went as she left the restaurant, but she declined to elaborate. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who was at the restaurant with the group, also declined to comment on the meeting. Remind me, has Kevin McCarthy come out and, uh, and, and endorsed President Trump yet? Or is he just showing his swampiness yet again? I'm, I'm going to... Duck, duck, go this. Yeah, I can't, I can't see any news where he's actually already endorsed President Trump. He's mums the word. But that's not going over too well uh, for DeSantis. President Trump and others going, look, President Trump is racking up the endorsements almost daily now. But this is how DeSantis fires back. With a congressional endorsement of his own. Breitbart put it really well uh, with this headline. DeSantis fires back with a congressional endorsement as Trump gains more. But I left out a key word there. Supporters of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis shot back at the mounting endorsements for former President Donald Trump with an endorsement from one member of the Florida congressional delegation as Trump continues to garner two more. Representative Laurel Lee of of Florida endorsing President 
presidential candidate, Ron DeSantis. There's a problem here, folks. This is a problem that Ron DeSantis is going to have. He has name recognition more than any other Republican governor running against President Trump. Yes, I know Kristi Noem is great. South Dakota is a smaller state than Florida. And she's not in the news as often as Ron DeSantis, which is going to be the case with a large state that people were fleeing to during the lockdowns. Okay. Greg Abbott's in the news a lot, but he's a Johnny-come-lately deciding late in his uh, gubernatorial service that he actually wants to be a conservative governor. So Ron DeSantis has the spotlight. Can't deny that. But DeSantis looks pretty weak with, as President Trump is getting all these congressional endorsements from members of the House of Representatives at the federal level, he comes out with a Florida person backing him. That's the DeSantis problem I'm talking about. He needs to gain traction if he wants to take out Trump nationally. And he's not getting that. As Ron DeSantis' Secretary of State, I had the honor of witnessing firsthand his unparalleled leadership under pressure, his character, and his commitment to core conservative principles. Our country is in a crisis, and it is time Americans learn that what Floridians already know. Ron DeSantis' conservative principles, proven track record, track record, and his commitment to our country are exactly what we need in a leader. It was my honor to serve in the administration, and it is my honor today to endorse him for President of the United States. For a guy that's never, of course, he hasn't officially put his name uh, in the hat, but the political action committee never backed down, which is a DeSantis for president uh, political action committee put that out. Who's going to be swayed nationally by a former cabinet member of Ron DeSantis? Ron DeSantis is looking like an excellent candidate for 2028. Let's talk about some other people that want to put their names in the hat. We've got former Governor Chris Christie meeting with dozens of his former staffers and advisors on Monday evening. And he announcing to them that he is looking over, mulling over, running in 2024. Like Chris Christie hasn't done enough damage. It was Chris Christie that told President Trump and his naivete to put in current FBI Director Chris Ray. Thanks, Chris. Christie. Christie and more than three dozen of his former staffers and advisors convened in D.C. Political Reported. If we go forward, we want all you to be with us. Thank you to all of you for everything you've already done for us. It's been really, really an amazing ride. And you know what? It might not just be over yet. Now, if he does this, uh, if he does run, he would uh, he would be the fifth candidate to enter the Republican primary, which, of course, let's uh, let's. Let's, uh, let's outline who we have so far. We've got President Trump, officially. We've got Governor Nikki Haley, officially. We've got uh, Vivek, uh, Vivek Ramos, uh, Ramos with me. I, I can't say his name. The businessman. And we got former Governor Asa Hutchinson. And of course, we've got Ron DeSantis, who's actually running without running. And we also have Tim Scott, who is flirting with uh, supposedly the idea of running for the White House. Tim Scott, a uh, a black conservative who is now 
solid member of the swamp and has no chance in hell. I, I wonder in 2028 if there really was a MAGA, a black MAGA candidate, how far they would go. Let's say I took on Mitt Romney. This is just playtime, folks. Took on Mitt Romney and got national prominence in my current state of residence, Utah. And actually served in in government. Or someone like a Candace Owens, who's very popular and very well known. But she doesn't have an... I like Candace as a pundit. Not really my choice at all for politics. Like myself, I think I do great at punditry and analysis. And I've got, I mean, you look at my past, I'm squeaky clean. I've got nothing. Been married to the same woman for 27 years. No kids out of wedlock. No no hanky-panky. Four kids in college. Uh, I pay my taxes. It's just there's nothing uh, behind. Like, I'm a boring person in, in that way as far as uh, scandals. And I've, I've, I'm an entrepreneur and I've had a, a few companies. I've employed people and all that kind of stuff. So I know about that kind of stuff. I'm not running for president. I'm just saying, could someone who's MAGA and a black MAGA person actually have national prominence on the stage? Like a Candace Owens, who, like I say, I like her as a pundit, as a pundit, but her, I think she's like me. I don't think we bring anything to the table to be run for president or even governor. Maybe the legislature. But I wonder, what do you think, folks? Do you think there would be there, that a, a, a black MAGA candidate could clinch the primaries in 2028 for the Republican Party? If, if so, who do you think that would be? Tim Scott? Perhaps Dr. Carson, Carson would jump in. He's Now he's got experience now, right? He headed up HUD under President Trump, so he's he's got he's got that notch under his belt. I'm curious. Put your thoughts down below. So we got Chris Christie, Tim Scott's also out there, and of course we can't forget about Mike Pence. Former Vice President Mike Pence says that he is weeks, not months, away from giving the public a clear idea about whether he will run for president in 2024. "Quote: We're getting closer. We're getting a lot of encouragement." Six percent, that's a lot of encouragement compared to Nikki Haley and everyone else who's like below 5%. I'll be back in Iowa next week. I'll be in California. Look, I think this country is in a lot of trouble. When I think about the way the Lord has blessed my family to be a leader in the Congress, to be a governor of a successful state, to be a vice president in a consequential conservative administration, my wife and I are continuing to reflect and pray about our role might be. But I expect we'll have a clear idea and we'll have a clear idea in weeks, not months. How about this as a clear idea? Back President Trump. This is an idea. That's what I'm going to do. All right, let's turn internationally real quick, folks. I want to spend mostly on what's going on in D.C. and the 2024 race and this special report that I want to get out fairly early in the afternoon, East Coast time, today, Wednesday. Macron is working with Beijing on a secret plan, so secret that we know about it, for a peace deal between Ukraine and Russia. While... The American deep state and the military industrial complex and the warmongers in the cabal want continued war in Ukraine and Russia to launder money and to enrich the 
war for profit industry. Macron is trying to cozy up with China so they can take credit for a peace deal. Just let that sink in. By the way, India's population is on track to become the most populous nation by the middle of this year and will surpass China. China's not look that uh, that one baby policy is not looking very good now, is it? It will pass China by mid 2023 according to the UN data that they just released today. The hope is that India's 254 million people aged between 15 and 24, the largest number in the world, can help fuel economic growth for years to come. China, meanwhile, is struggling with an aging population and stagnant population growth. So one's going this way, one's going this way, and India will surpass. I found that to be very interesting because growing up, it was all about China, 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 and their growth and the largest country, how they're going to rule everything. Now, of course, China has a lot of advantageous things that India doesn't have. But India, Indians speak English. They are more democratic. And I would much rather buy something that said made in India than made in China, even with all the woes that India has. Speaking of China, the Chinese Communist Party has responded with ridiculousness once again about the spy network harassing dissidents that of two people that were arrested in New York, as I previously recorded, uh, reported on the other day. The Chinese Communist Party responded with bombast on the news that the New York prosecutors had arrested two people on charges of running an illegal police station in the city to persecute Chinese dissidents, claiming the arrests were political manipulation and denying the existence of the stations. Actually, they said it was a service center. The Chinese government used the illegal police station, American law enforcement officials assert, to target, threaten, and silence people in the United States who vocally criticized the Chinese government, most prominently dissidents in the Chinese-American community. No, it was just a service center, China says. All right, folks, Ron Johnson giving us the new numbers. Close to 5 million border crossers and illegal aliens have been red carpeted into the United States under Joe Biden, according to figures detailed by Ron Johnson. Now, this foreign population exceeds the population of more than half our states in this 50-state union. A foreign population that exceeds the population of 28 states. Uh, This happened yesterday during a Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee hearing where Johnson questioned uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. I could tell you went went back and forth, but you know, it's just more lies from Mayorkas's mouth, and we're getting tired. And of course, the, the Republicans are doing nothing. I think it would be very easy to impeach, a lot easier to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas than anyone has been impeachable in a long time, but the Republicans won't go for it. Now let's talk about this wanton lawlessness. Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, John Sopko, said today he cannot say whether $2 billion of U.S. tax dollars given to Afghanistan assistance are not funding the Taliban. Our government has appropriated $2 billion in Afghan, Afghanistan assistance 
since withdrawing in 2021. As I sit here today, quote, I cannot assure this committee or the American taxpayer we are not currently funding the Taliban. Since the Taliban takeover, the inspector general said, the U.S. government has sought to continue supporting the Afghan people without providing benefits for the Taliban regime. However, it is clear from our work that the Taliban is using various methods to divert U.S. aid dollars. And, and they're bragging about it. They're showing pallets of cash. Sopko also claimed that the government agencies are not cooperating with his oversight requests. They know that they're funding the Taliban and they don't want the inspector general to see it. And some, due to the refusal of the state and U.S. aid, talking about the State Department, to fully cooperate, I cannot report to this committee or the American people on the extent to which our government may be funding the Taliban and other nefarious groups with the U.S. taxpayers' dollars. By the way, I hope you paid your taxes. The lawlessness continues. Health and Human Services Secretary Becerra violated the Hatch Act the U.S. Office of Special Counsel has determined. By supporting the re-election of California's Democratic Senator Alex Padilla in 2022, Becerra ran afoul of the law barring federal officials from engaging in the political activities while in their official capacities. Padilla spoke at the Hispanic Caucus Institute Annual Awards Gala in September, shortly before the midterm contest during which he expressed support for the Democratic campaign in his official capacity, Kerner wrote. This is what he said. To my brother, my friend, and senator, and someone I will be voting for in a little bit more than a month, Alex Padilla, thank you so much, Senator, for being there for all of us. We are proud to have you as our senator. During the event, Padilla identified Becerra by his official title and presented him with an award. But of course, he's a Democrat and he's part of the Biden machine, so nothing's going to happen. The lawlessness continues. Ohio Republican Jim Jordan filed a response to a motion from Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg seeking to quash a subpoena for testimony from one of his former prosecutors. We've reported on this. He's seeking testimony from Mark Pomerantz, who previously investigated Donald Trump, and Bragg has attempted to block the summons. So that uh, fight continues to go back and forth. In the filing, in this latest filing, Jordan called Bragg's request for relief extraordinary and unconstitutional and that it sought to prevent a witness from complying with the duly issued subpoena. It further notes that Pomerantz resigned from Bragg's office less than three months after he took office, citing Bragg's failure to prosecute the former president. Plus, Pomerantz has written a book on it and has been on the news about it. But lawless Alvin Bragg got this new response from Jim Jordan. Earlier this month, a U.S. District Judge denied Bragg's request for temporary restraining order and an order to show cause. The exchange comes amid Bragg's prosecution of Trump in connection with a 2016 payment. Ah. And how about this, folks? A few more. Uh, one last story for you on this one. Remember when they were making this big thing about Oh, the cages and everything. Oh, Trump is doing horrible things. But those were actually Obama-era cages being built for children. And then it was, oh, the 
children are being separated from their parents, which of course we want to make sure that they're the actual parents and not being trafficked. Okay, so years after Democrats made all this political noise about migrant children being separated from their parents at the border, Republicans have turned the tables on the issue. Why? There's mounting evidence that the Biden administration has lost track of as many as this number is staggering. 85,000 minors that it has allowed to enter the country unaccompanied by parents. Folks, the biggest trafficking of children is being done into our country and our government is part of it. Losing track of 85,000 minors. But that's okay. There's now one new IRS agent for every one of those minors to go after middle class, working class, and poor Americans to make sure that they're paying their fair share of taxes so that that money can be lost by the Taliban and Afghanistan. The extraordinary political boomerang will be on full display as the Office of Refugee Resettlement was grilled by a House Oversight Committee on the failure of the Health and Human Services to vet, monitor, and track unaccompanied migrant children whose arrival at the border has grown more than tenfold since Joe Biden took office. What a freaking mess. Now, while this is political ammunition for the GOP, is anyone really happy about 85,000 children being lost track of? This is a human rights and a human tragedy. But of course, only we bigoted Republicans, conservatives, and libertarians actually care about the children. The Democrats just use them as political ammo. All right, folks, I will be back later today with more news. Until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Please check out our other show, BCP Unfiltered. Link is down below. Also check out our sister YouTube channel, The BCP Report. Links to that are down below as well. Big hug, ciao, goodbye, God bless.